I think it's, it's one of those popular sayings that a lot of people, you know, put out in the public because it sounds nice and it gets everybody off your back. So I agree with you. We've heard it for a very long time and, and nothing gets done. Um, in essence, you know, particularly with our councils and officials within Johannesburg, um, all of them are required to declare their interests with the, the ombudsman within the city, um, and they do do that. Uh, but, however, that doesn't equate to a lifestyle audit. So this was a big topic of conversation in the last term. It was never implemented. Um, I, I have to assume because there were a lot of issues that we picked up there and, and you know, uh, I don't know if people didn't want to be involved or, or didn't want to be discovered in terms of it. But I think it's very important that residents are, you know, con can confirm that the, the people representing them and also the people spending their money within the administration are transparent, honest, and doing it within their best interest. And we need to change that perception that government is there for its own self-interest. So we have decided to support an initiative like this. Um, we will be working then with Group Legal to develop a process um, that obviously does require some sort of budget um, being aimed at it, but we do have uh, our GFIS, which is our Group Forensics Department within the city that can help us uh, internally, which will take a lot of the cost out of the equation. And um, that's why we said we'll, we'll, we'll come back to council in the second quarter, which is actually starting after this month, um, with a process plan as to how we'll implement this and, and how we'll be rolling it out um, within the city, hopefully to finish it by the end of the financial year. So before I even talk about the process uh, that it's uh, that is likely to unfold, uh, we see what's happening right now and some instability within uh, the council. How is that likely to affect this particular decision? Well, look, I mean, the decision's already there, uh, so it has been made. I would expect that regardless of whether there's, there's stability or instability, as you say, um, that it would be carried through. Once we implement an executive decision that is there, if somebody decides to change that decision in the future, they need to account for it. So, um, I can only say that, you know, if you did decide to change such a decision um, that speaks to your motives and, and what you have to hide, um, so I can't predict the future, but you know, I would hope that you know it would be carried on. Um, it has been it, it has been made as an executive decision, so um, we will be implementing a process plan. And exactly how will this unfold? Uh, you, you spoke about you know trying to do as much of it in house, but walk us through the process in terms of how you envision this. So in essence, when you declare your interests um, to the city, you state, you know, whether or not you've got any other business interests, you know, what assets you own, um, whether you've received any gifts, because um, in terms of being a, an account, a council and official, you have to declare gifts above a certain amount. Um, I think it's, you know, anything from 500 rand upwards. I know the, the, the city's integrity commissioner, sorry, I mentioned the ombudsman, it's actually the integrity commissioner, it's been a long week, you'll have, uh, excuse me. Um, he, you know, says declare everything. Whatever, you know, even if you get invited out for drinks or you receive a bottle of something or whatever the case may be, you declare it. Um, so the councils and officials are supposed to do that. In, in some cases, they don't. So Jesus um, basically works uh, together with um, the South African Police Service um, and various other organizations um, where they're also able to, um, you know, basically link you to any companies you own, and they're able to, to in essence, do a, a thorough search on your lifestyle. So where you're receiving your money from, how you're spending it, um, whether it matches up to your salary, you know, and your other income, and, and et cetera. Um, and, and that's essentially what it will entail. So then, you know, the public will be will be given that confirmation that, you know, people are who they say they are, and they're not getting any undue sources of, of, 
of funds. Um, and you spoke about the instability that happened very recently. Um, you know, and I mean, it, it, it would essentially uncover where people were taking bribes in order to do things. And uh, just out of curiosity, so uh, how will you determine, uh, what will be the criteria to determine who was audited first and how else, uh, you know, that process will unfold? Um, well, I think, you know, I mean, we have stated it, it will be, um, uh, you know, we'll start with the senior executives, um, uh, so that will be your sort of Section 56 managers, etc. They do go through a thorough vesting process um, already before they are hired, and those details are also given to the NEC of Costa. Um, so many of them have been through, through quite a, a thorough vesting process. Um, but, you know, that's where we all essentially start with them. But we're hoping to go down to sort of director level as well, um, which is all your senior management that, that manage all your processes in the city are in charge of procurement, recruitment panels, et cetera. Um, within the city, I mean, I'd be, I'd be a bit of a hypocrite if I kind of put myself at the end of the list. So we start with probably the executive within the city of Johannesburg. Yes. Um, and then we'd move on through to the councils. But as I said, we, we, we need to, I mean, this decision was basically made this week. So we just need to work with legal on the process and the funding required for it. Um, uh, but I don't, I don't expect we're going to have too much of an issue. Um, but, yeah, I think we'd, we'd obviously start from the top leadership because those are the people making the decisions. Um, and I think it's, it's only fair that they put themselves forward for that. Mm. All right, and, and, and just a quick one on the issue of councillors owing the city. Uh, how many are currently owing the city uh, rates and taxes? And uh, do you have by any chance an amount that they are owing? Um, I think the Speaker's Office um, has that information. Uh, they work in conjunction with finance. As far as I'm aware, um, you know, I, I don't think there was a huge list of councillors who owed the city money. Um, but in terms of the legislation, you know, you cannot become a councillor and owe, and owe anything in terms of municipal accounts. Um, but in, in several cases, if there is such a scenario, what they do with finance is they will um, engage with councillors. And I know they did a couple of weeks ago, um, in, you know, have a sort of a finance came through to engage with councillors on finding any acknowledgements of debt so that you settle your bill, you know, your, your outstanding debt within a certain period of time. Um, but as far as I'm aware, it, it, it wasn't that high. I wouldn't be able to give you exact figures. It doesn't fall within my purview. Um, but I think the Speaker's Office would have that. And also the um, call Section 79 Committee track that. Um, they're an oversight committee in the city of Johannesburg. Mm. And uh, the coalition, uh, this is my real final question. Um, uh, <laughs> there's an analyst who says that, you know, the DA is standing on pretty shaky ground following the ousting of uh, the council speaker, uh, Vasco da Gama. So you, what are your thoughts on all of this? Well, look, I think it's the multi-party government. Um, you know, it's, it's not the, just the, the, the DA in Johannesburg. Um, we, you know, there's a nine-party coalition government there. Um, and I think the unfortunate reality is that the select number of people, um, you know, made a decision uh, to vote, uh, you know, for the motion, um, but they are being disciplined by their parties. And um, I think it's just a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, what do you call it, almost like a speed hump in the road. Um, I think the coalition has met, as far as I'm aware. I'm not part of those meetings, but they have met. And I think, um, you know, they have determined a way forward. I don't think that it's, you know, um, the end of the road. Um, politics is always uh, a bit of a difficult game. But um, it's an unfortunate reality. I think, you know, there was there is an attempt to destabilise. 
Um, and I think, you know, we've been uncovering the fact that, for example, in the last two years, none of the forensic investigations have been implemented. Um, you know, with the introduction of the lifestyle audits, etc. You know, I find the timing of this rather um, odd, um, particularly when we were coming into implementing the outcomes of the SIU investigations into the PPE corruption that was happening during 2020. Um, and I think, in my personal opinion, I think there's an attempt here to bury a lot of evidence that would come out of that process. Well, we have to leave it there. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. And that was uh, MMC for Group Corporate and Shared Services in the city of Johannesburg, Leonard.